All right, it is that time of day. Time to chew on some big headlines and get some opinions and open up phone lines. Uh, Bill Thielman, Bill's Beat. Bill Thielman is a veteran BC political strategist and campaigner, former Vancouver City Council candidate, and joining me on the line now. Hey, Bill. Good morning, Jody. Good to be talking with you for the next 30 minutes or so. We've got a lot to get to. And in fact, when discussing what our subjects might be for today's segment, uh, one that you said has you a little bit hot under the collar is the um, back and forth between uh, the Attorney General Nikki Sharma and what is it? The legal counsel and and the BC Bar uh, about interference uh, on this case of voyeurism. This is a case, Mornings with Simi covered it beautifully with Jill Bennett today because AG Nikki Sharma was actually on with Jill. And I want to play some audio from that because it kind of sets up what we're speaking to. So let's start with this, Bill. Um, This is BC Attorney General Nikki Sharma speaking with Jill Bennett this morning on Mornings with Simi, talking about how disturbing it is that so few people who are victims of sexualized crime come forward. Listen to this. As attorney general in this province, I think that it's it's disturbing that so few people come forward. And we all know the stats when it comes to sexualized violence that they experience. And in my view, the justice system needs to do a better job of making it um, better or easier for people to come forward. And that means having conversations about how it shows up in courtrooms, how it shows up um, in in various parts of the justice system. And as attorney general, I own my part of that. Um, I own the part that we need to do better and figure out systems that I can do to make it better. And I just expect every independent actor in the justice system, whether it's judges, the crown prosecutors, the court system to also do that work. And then Jill went on to press uh, AG Sharma about specifically how the Law Society or the Bar Association was challenging and criticizing her stance on this. Have a listen. But I don't think we need to be afraid to have conversations about how our system can be better. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'd love to have a conversation with uh, the Law Society or the uh, Bar Association about the work and, 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 you know, what we need to do better when it comes to dealing with um, receiving people when they've experienced sexual assault or sexual violence. And last but not least here, one more clip I want to play. This is um, when Jill was asking Attorney General Sharma uh, whether or not the public has lost confidence in the legal system. Part of our job to constantly understand how we can adapt and improve to meet what society expects of our system. I think that's part of my job as Attorney General, and I think it's part of everybody's job in the justice system, and I, I think that's work we have to do. All right, Bill, let's weigh in on this, because at the root of this conversation is that uh, conditional discharge for the man who was guilty of voyeurism and, and, and such an unbelievable statement from the judge in this. And that's what Attorney General Sharma was challenging there. Exactly, Jody. You know, this is uh, literally a creepy case. This is a guy who went out, uh, bought a super secret camera that you hide in a uh, cordless uh, <laughs> toothbrush, toothbrush charger. Yeah. I, like this, this is uh, real spy cloak and dagger stuff. And then set it up so that he could uh, watch one of his 
his tenant, his international student female tenant, undress and dress and get in the shower, etc. So this took a lot of planning, a lot of effort, and we don't know how many photos he took, but it wasn't one. So, uh, no. And the judge says, well, there was a marital intimacy deficit. <laughs> and I, I think people what? all over the province who are a country who heard that shuddered and thought, what does that mean exactly? Um, and that's the excuse. She's like, oh, gee, you know, you're, you're not, uh, not getting on good terms with your wife, so spy on a student who lives in your basement. Unbelievable. Like this guy, and he's getting off with a, a, an absolutely a, a complete condition if he, uh, or a discharge if he follows certain conditions, as opposed to a fine, a jail term, a uh, house arrest. All these sort of things, and the international, a new international students there gets to stay there, and not that she should yeah. be ejected into the street or something, but unbelievable decision. And so, uh, you know, I think uh, hats off to Nikki Sharma, our, our attorney general, for calling it like it is and saying this is a ridiculous decision, which you, Jody, and I, and probably most, if not all, our listeners think is a ridiculous decision as well. I certainly do. Conditional discharge, like one might be shocked to learn that even entering a guilty plea, a conditional discharge, ends up giving the perpetrator a clean record after a, after a specific period of time. He yeah. could do this again in years to come, and there would be no flag on no, his file no, to say no. that he did this before. That's broken, Bill. Yeah, it's very broken. And I think that uh, Attorney General Sharma was very careful. Uh, and uh, as you would imagine, the Attorney General has legal advisors and, and, and tries to speak carefully on these things. But I thought her, her language wasn't saying this particular judge is a jerk. It was this is an issue coming out of this decision that we need to have more training and more sensitivity on the part of judges. And I don't know how, I don't know why anyone's disagreeing with that. It seems to me just play, basic common sense. And, you know, for, so for the Law Society and the Canadian Bar Association to say you're, you're jeopardizing the integrity of justice, well, what, integrity, what jeopardizes the integrity of justice? I would say it's justice? already jeopardized. Yeah. Yeah, well, what, in, what jeopardizes is that when we see bad decisions and we're expected to just keep our mouths shut. That's, that's yeah. bad. Like 140 interactions with, with law enforcement for one shoplifter, mm-hmm. and they continue to offend? That, yeah, I mean, exactly. Does that yeah. not undermine our justice system? No, I know. I mean, we've got, we've got people protesting uh, on both the federal and provincial scene about the fact that uh, we have these repeat offenders who are, are almost always have a drug dependency, who are um, responsible for the vast majority of uh, break-ins and car theft and break-in theft and things like that. And, and then they just do, you know, <laughs> do a turnaround in jail, say hello to the judge again. They probably know most of them on a first-name basis by now. Uh, and there's no consequences. And, you know, I mean, as you know and I know, we're, we're sadly old enough to remember there used to be a dangerous offender designation where if you did enough crimes, you went to jail for an indefinite period until you proved that you could actually live with the rest of us in society without committing crimes. And what happened to that? Well, I think what it still happened? exists, but it's rarely used and rarely right. and, and never used on a property theft uh, crime basis and those kind of things. So, yeah. so you know, if you want to know why people are fed up with the judicial system, look at this decision and others and, 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 then, have, uh, and then tell attorneys general across the province and federally, if you say a word, the, the lawyers associations will, will condemn you. Uh, that's part of the problem. That seems a little bit broken, to say the least. Okay, we got a couple of other con- con- oh, <laughs> topics that I would like to get to. Uh, certainly, a lot of people talking about the uh, NDP government's uh, housing plans 
And I mean, the session, the, the, the last day of the fall session of the BC legislature um, is, is done yesterday. Um, what do you think about uh, the, the housing plans and, and how it was uh, put into effect? Well, I thought it was really interesting to see yesterday in the Vancouver Sun, former NDP Premier Mike Harcourt, former NDP Municipal Affairs, basically Housing Minister Diane Darlene Marzari, both of whom I know quite well, criticizing the government for a lot of this legislation, which they say might be well-intended. And I've said the same thing in other interviews. It may be well-intended, but we all know uh, the road to hell is paved with good intentions, and I'm pretty worried about it. Uh, Look, Jody, you know me. I've intervened at city council for a long time. I'm a community activist on these things. I don't think it's right that you might wake up and find out a construction sign saying you're having a sixplex put in next door, or you're put, or we're putting a 20-story tower near your building, and it's going to block your view. You're going to be living in the dark um, with no recourse whatsoever, uh, no city council hearing, no rezoning hearing, no opportunity for you and your neighbors to say we don't like this or this needs to be changed. Maybe maybe we can accept it, but it has to be modified somehow. Nope, it's just, it's all over, and um, so this is taking away an enormous role of your local city councils, town councils, that do rezoning, that do zoning, and that have to hold public hearings to listen to the actual people who pay taxes and live there. And I think that this is a, a fundamental mistake that will have, I believe, unintended consequences. I know Ravi Kalon, the housing minister, is a, is a good person, and I know he's intending to do uh, as is David Eby, as is the government. They think this is going to help the housing situation, create affordability, but there are so many problems with it that I, I am not convinced whatsoever. So, Bill, can I ask you, as you say, with with Minister Callan and with Premier Eby and, and frankly, the crisis that we find ourselves in, there's been so much discussion around housing and where it goes and what it should look like and how tall it should be and how wide it should be and view cones and, and what have you. There are, there are extremes on either side here for sure. Waking up the next day to find that you are going to live in a shadow of a massive building the next day without public consultation. That is an extreme example. I get it. But there are plans. Like we spend, taxpayers spend millions and millions and millions of dollars on city plans. And, and you know, from Broadway plans to the Vancouver plan to the whatever plan to the such and such plan. And things get signed off on in those plans. Could we not have a zoning plan where a surprise 20-story building next door is not part of the plan? that can't be. Isn't there some middle ground to be found here so we can activate on building? Because public consultation and revisiting, redoing the zoning takes up so much time that we're not building anything. Well, there's two arguments, but at one point I've made repeatedly, Jody, is in the last term of Vancouver City Council, there were 254 rezoning applications. 254, that's a lot. Every single one of them passed. Not one was rejected. That's not the, right. so. Rejecting rezoning plans is not the problem. In fact, the problem in many cases in those was that they should have rejected some of them. But um, you know that's that's there. I think. I mean, what we're talking about is we get one vote as a uh, as a city council. A, a city council gets one vote. I'm not in council, uh, and the public yeah. gets one hearing over a city over a plan that's citywide. Uh, not just your local neighborhood, your local block, but citywide. And after that, it, the, the bureaucracy within City Hall, you come in with your sixplex, and, and I come in with my sixplex, and we have to be on the same block. It's allowed rubber stamp. All of a sudden, your your block population has gone up 
by a substantial amount. And and here's the thing: what about the sewer? Uh, ability to deal with sewer. What about the electrical grid? What about the water? What about the school? Catchment area. Can your kids go to the school? Uh, can you get into the park? Can you park your car? These are all huge yeah. questions. And, you know, a lot of cities, and, and I've heard uh, Mayor Eric Woodward of, uh, of Langley District saying, we've spent years developing city plans. And that goes for just about every single municipality. They have plans they have figured things out to, to some degree. We might not agree with it. We might say it's not enough housing, and there's ways you can address that. But to just say, your plans are all garbage. They're all gone. It's our plan now, and we're doing it from Victoria. I don't think it's going to work. All right, long on calls and short on time. Bill Thielman, Bill's Beat is in full effect here. We're going to start with Pete in Langley. Hello, Pete. Welcome. Hey there. Um, I'm, I'm actually a bit disappointed uh, to kind of hear this. Um, Basically, as, as far as this horrible six-plex that Mr. Tillman uh, keeps talking about that's going to ruin everything, um, as far as I'm concerned, we're kind of already there uh, with all the basement suites, all the rental suites, everything. Um, people tend to fear people living on top of one another, but we're, we're already there. Um, so let's, uh, let's just make it official. And I don't think a six-plex is nearly as bad as, as other things. Um, and, and I know in many neighborhoods, there's multifamily homes. Now, nothing wrong with that. However, once they sell, um, you, you can't exactly divide those up. So I think a sexplex is really not so bad. And I don't think it's going to put nearly as much strain on, uh, on utilities. Bill? I don't know how you can figure that out. If we take uh, an average city block of almost any city here, and we add uh, sexplex where there were three single houses, we now have... Um, 18 different units. There's no way you can say the electrical grid is going to carry the same load or the water or the sewer or the parking or the schools or the parks. There's just no way. It's a dramatic increase. And I'm pretty sure, like, if you, we, you know, Mike's been talking, Mike Smith's been talking about EVs, and we've heard from people who say the electrical grid won't sustain everybody having an EV. So <clears throat> we're looking at some very huge costs here and some significant uh, change in the quality of life in neighborhoods. All right, let's go to Tom and Burnaby. Welcome to the show, Tom. Yes. Uh, hello, Tom. I believe it's, yes, hello. Can you hear me? Hi. We can. Go ahead. Okay, yeah, as regards to your comments, uh, justice system, we effectively don't have much of a justice system anymore, civil or criminal, simply because of delays. Justice delayed is justice denied. That's a very old maxim going back more than 100 years never been more true than now so thank you for having me on the show uh, yeah well you, you can't disagree the frustration with around this is real right yeah, yeah right? no I, we just we're just seeing wrapping up the case uh, of the uh, of the guy who's accused of killing the 12 year old uh, girl in in uh, burnaby and it's been six and a half years uh you know that's just unacceptable to me i agree with you on that um yeah, it's an it's a it's a head shaker. It is it is unbelievable. Look at Randall Hopley. Look what happened there. Even somebody who is yeah. quote unquote served their time, but is a, a risk to reoffend and a risk to the public and a risk to children. Like where where are we at here? Where are we at? Where that's not enough to revisit what's happening in terms of the board that allows that person to then walk free in the streets. Uh, Bill, as always, such a pleasure to chat with you. Uh, we'll do it again on Monday, I believe. No, no, neither of us have opinions, Judy. <laughs> you know, oh, my God. It's, that's yeah, why it goes so fast. <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't even get to our other topics. But we'll I'm talk really on Monday grateful. some and more. 